I hope people later on define you and love you for who you are, not for what you do, and not for what your social status is. Welcome back to Midnight O Two Season Two Episode Ten. This is your host Amy. How was your day? How was everything? I hope everything went well and everything went fine for you, and you're getting ready to sleep. But today's topic is a little bit serious. But stay with me. <laughs> so today I want to talk about Eastern education versus Western education. I thought of doing this topic as an episode because many people have asked me, "What is the difference in between Taiwanese education and American education, and which one do you like more, and what are your thoughts on it?" So this would be a solely opinion-based episode, and I'm just going to tell you and share from my experience. So a little bit of background about myself. I am a Taiwanese American, so I have both passports: Taiwanese passport and American passport. And the reason why I bring that up is because I have gone to an international school, and I have received both Taiwanese local school education as well as international school education and U.S. college education. So I thought that I would share a little bit of experience of myself from my perspective. The first thing that I want to share is the grading and ranking system in many Eastern education. During those six years when I was in local school in Taiwan, I realized everyone was ranked, no matter from their academic grades to their test in math and science. Everyone would know which place you are in, and they would know your ranking. And my teacher at that time. Would announce the top three or like top ten, and she would read our names and our grades one by one. So if you failed the test, everyone would know, and your friend would know, your crush would know. <laughs> so that was like a the pressure that a lot of Asian students face, and a lot of students went to cram school. They had to because they need cram school to go on and on. They think cram school could give you more materials, and sometimes the teachers at the cram school will work with the teachers at school to make sure all academic performance is at the maximum, and to make sure every kid, every student learns at his or her best. So I think it's just a lot of pressure for a lot of young kids, a lot of young students. From my experience, so again, this is my experience. When I was at local school, we had music class, art class, and those seemingly in creative and fun classes. But many times before an important test or a mock test, our teachers who teach math and science they would often talk to the teachers who teach math, sports, and art, and asking them to use the time. And Use the art class, music class time to learn math and science. I thought it was ridiculous, you know, but for them, it's everything made sense. For them, art and humanities are just not as important as science. I don't know why that was focused, but that's what I experienced. And 
the art teachers and music teachers, they all just seem to be okay with it. More like they couldn't do anything about it. So looking back, I wish it wasn't like this. But what could I do? I was very young, and I loved all the art and music classes. And I believed the guys in my class also liked their sports class. You know, PE class. I don't know why they had to do that, but that's what happened. And I clearly remember every time we had an essay due, like a long essay, we would we would be given a topic on something, and a week later the teacher would grade it. I always remember the teacher would place everyone's essay from top to bottom, as in like the top being like the highest score, and. I remember my essay was always on the very top, so I was always writing very well according to my teacher. But then there was a girl who was in my class. She was literally attacking me just because she wants to be at the top rather than my article. And the teacher would always read my essay, saying like, "Oh, you guys should write like Amy, and this part you see how Amy writes it like this. You guys should do this and this." But honestly, I'm fine with her reading my article without my permission in front of the class. I was fine with it, but I didn't like how the teacher had to make people write like what I was writing. I personally believe everyone has their own writing style, and we were just children. We were young. We were young students. Some people just didn't like writing. I don't understand why the teacher had to compare and had to sometimes humiliate almost. Other children, other students who weren't writing as well, and force them out to compare them with someone who writes well. And as a writer right now, I think that is really bad. It really hurts students, especially Asian students' mental health as they grow up. A lot of people hate writing because their first impression of writing is this class, where the teacher would force them to write things that they don't want to write, and they would end up writing a lot of things they don't mean. They would end up writing things just to get the homework done. I guess that's a lot of cases for a lot of people, but I wish that's not like that. If I were a teacher, I wouldn't be doing that, and. But I was very young. I wanted approvals from my parents. I wanted to do well, and there were many, many times I made myself to go to competitions, no matter in writing or in public speaking or in debate, just to get expectations and compliments from my parents. You know, like looking back, it wasn't the best thing that I should have done. But I was so young. I was too young to recognize that. I was too young to understand what the education has done and what the Eastern education has done compared to later on. I had Western education. That was a conflict. So later on, I went on to an international school. No matter what grade you get, the teacher will always hand you back your test sheet facing down. Nobody would know your grade, other than yourself. I thought that's the basic respect a human being needs to give to another human being, because your grade is your business. Honestly, even if you fail the school, if you fail the class, it's none of the teacher's responsibility or obligation to look after you. I believe students are also human beings, and they need to be treated like adults, since 
they're like young, you know. You need to take responsibility of your own education. I don't understand why a lot of times in Eastern education, parents and teachers have to come after the students. They have to come and keep reminding them: you need to get this done, you need to write this down, you need to fix this part, you need to do this, you need to do that. I I feel like they didn't give students enough. Time and enough space, and they didn't teach students how to independently think on something. They don't have the ability to write down things for their own. I believe some do, but a lot of times students don't want to do it because they know they will always get reminders, reminders from parents, from cram school teachers, from school teachers. And everything go on and on. Of course, education will be boring that way to many of them. And to many of them, education is the only way to get better. Parents would expect you to get good grades because good grades lead to good job. D- do they though? Now I'm asking. Do you think good grades actually lead to good job? And if you get a good job, you could get a good family. Is that true? Is that true though? If you're an adult, tell me. If, if, is is that true? I'm questioning honestly. Do you think good grades could lead to good college, and good college could lead to good job? Good job could lead to you finding the best guy or girl in your life, and could have a good family, and could have good children, and everything, and your parents will be proud. That's like the entire system set. I've seen so much, so many happening among my Asian friends, including some parts in myself in my own life. So I'm really questioning: Is that worth it? That's is that the only formula to success? Is that the only way to find what you want in life? What about happiness? What about things you want to do? What about passion? Are those just dreams? Are dreams just there for people to trash on? Honestly, what does dream even mean in Eastern education? Everyone in Eastern education will be given a topic, as an essay topic. The topic would be like my dream. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember at that time, I brought home the topic. I told my parents, "Hey, this topic is what do I want to be when I grow up?" And I told them I want to be a hair designer because I love、um, dealing with different hairstyles. I love working with girls' hair. And I remember my parents telling me that. Oh, that's not a really good job. You know, if you want to be successful and you want people to respect you, that's not really a good job. And I was like, oh, okay. I was seven or eight, and I was like, what about what about like a teacher? And then they said, oh no, that that is not a good job because people don't really give birth of many babies anymore. You're gonna end up not having many students, and that's not really a good job. And I was like, oh, okay. Then why why don't I be like an editor or like a fashion magazine editor? That sounds really cool, you know, the movie. And parents were like, "Oh, did you think that you could easily just do that?" And not everyone ends up being like the girl in the movie, you know. <laughs> and then I remember just going back to my room, staring at my blank essay sheet, and I was like, "What do I want to be when I grow up?" You know, so. I don't understand why sometimes, as children, as young adults, we try to discuss our fantasies, dreams, our goals, everything with. 
people we trust, and then they end up telling us it's not worth it. You should choose something that's more realistic. I don't even understand what realistic means in that standard. And when I went to international school, teachers were like, "Hey, you can do everything that you want if you keep working on it." And to those people who sing in choir and who do music, the teachers call everyone musicians. And I was surprised. I thought musician is only referring to someone who is so talented and performing on the stage. And they call us all singers and musicians. And in art class, teachers would say, "Oh, artists, blah blah blah," and writers. And just there are different so many possibilities and opportunities outside of what is listed. On a regular textbook in Eastern education, that's what I realized. And in terms of testing format, this is something I also want to mention. In Eastern education, a lot of times the testing format is multiple choice or just essay question. And the class format is also the teacher is asking questions on the blackboard or writing down on a blackboard, and the students are answering them. And sometimes the teacher would draw a number, and the student would go up and solve the question. But then in Western education, a lot of times class format is like a discussion. The teacher would be sitting there monitoring or just helping out some questions. But a lot of times it's students-led discussion, and students will be asking each other a question and discussing a theme or in a topic important issues. And that's just the difference that I thought. This also has to do with classroom format. So many times in Eastern education, you will sit in rows, and there's never like a space in between a classroom. So. You only have the person next to you, and everyone is facing the blackboard. It's as if the teacher has more power than students. I really don't like this dynamics because before the end of the class, the teacher usually asks the students, "Do you have any questions?" And sometimes, if a if a student in Eastern education answers, "Yeah, I have a question," and he asks the question, and the teacher will say. Why didn't you listen in class? I already talked about this. I already said this. I already mentioned this, and people, the classmates would be like, "Why did you drag our free time? Why did you have to ask a question? You're weird. You're a freak." That happened to me because I was always, I wanted to ask question. I wanted to confirm. I wanted to make sure I heard everything right. So. Ever since that happened many many times, I decided I want to go to the teacher after everyone has left, because I don't want people to judge me. Or sometimes the teacher would say, "I've already mentioned this. Were were you not listening?" But when I went to international school and Western education, they were like, "You could ask any questions. There's no dumb or stupid questions. If you ask a question, that means someone else probably has the question." So I will answer it again and again because I'm a, I'm your teacher and it's fine and I'm also learning things from you. But I've never ever heard an Eastern education teacher telling students I'm also learning things from you. It's the dynamics, the relationship between the teacher and the student. 
is so different from my experience in between Eastern and Western education. So now I grew up, kind of. <laughs> As a young adult, I look back. There are pros and cons in different education systems, and I believe every kid, every student needs to find his or her own way of studying. Everyone learns differently. I believe no matter you learn with listening better or with visual image better, it's important to find your own way of learning. And I don't think there's a set education that is better because sometimes a lot of people. Give and receive too much freedom in Western education, and the freedom that they receive sometimes doesn't lead to where they want to be. I do believe education is always the right investment, but higher education is not a choice. It's not a must do for everyone. And next up, I want to talk about something that happened in Taiwan lately. It's about a lot of people, especially those in higher education, choose to commit suicide. So this is a serious topic that I don't think I'm qualified to talk about. So I will be reading some of the points that I organized from some school counselors as well as some professors. In the article my friend shared, one of the points the teacher wrote is to remind students to eat well and sleep well. So. The article talks deeply about psychological problems as well as physical health and the importance of both and how they're connected. So I think it's important to remind my readers, audiences, and everyone, and even myself, to understand the importance of eating and sleeping. That it might sound very basic, but there's a lot that one has to learn in college as well as at school. It's not just classes and grades. There are different issues and topics like important communication in between friend groups and relationships that are important for people to learn. So this made me think of one meme. This made me think of a meme that I read in college. It was a triangle, and you probably have seen this. On the side of the triangle. Each represents social life, sleep, and grades, and we always joke that it's important to balance all three of those. Sometimes you can't even balance two. If you go to a very competitive school, it's hard to even get the grades you want because everybody is at his or her best, and you compete and you wonder, "I used to be the best. Why am I just here? And what am I doing here?" And you're so used to the competitions, you don't know the goal in your life. And how do you explain to your parents who give out expectations? And how do you explain to yourself? How do you deal with your self-esteem? And how do you view winning and losing? And is there even winning and losing? Those are the questions I've asked myself in the past. When it comes to social life, you actually wonder: Is grade more important than socializing? And is people Friendly are are people friendly, and can we be friends? And those questions are important issues that people don't really talk about. There are so many things that schools don't teach you, and you have to learn it on your own. It's what I realized after I went to college. And different issues such as sleeping schedule. A lot of people stay up just to get the grades that they want, and a lot of people. 
like like get the grades that they want, but you know it's not good enough. Maybe you used to get B plus, A minus. Maybe in the past you've always been getting A plus, A minus, but now you're at the B range or even C, C minus, and you actually wonder what is wrong with you. No, nothing's wrong with you. It's just different environment has different people, especially. It's important if you go to a competitive school, and I've been there, and I question myself to balance in between social life, sleep, and grades. And it's very common for my friends in college to have suicidal thoughts, and I always think that it's important to reach out, and not a lot of people do that. I also want to mention this because for those who know me. I have written many journalistic articles. I was writing for newspapers and also for UW School Newspapers Wellness Section. I remember myself going to the wellness center at my college, and I was talking to the person in the department. We were talking about how a lot of people they don't seek help when they need to because they think it's meaningless, it's useless, but. People need to pay attention to the importance of mental health and how damaging that is on a student's life, and everything is connected. So I remember talking to the wellness department, and she was telling me it's important to reach out. And we also talked about different trainings you could get yourself into someone who is. The one doing the action. I remember at my school there was a training course called bystander, bystander training.、Um, it it is basically a course where you could train yourself to be the person who takes the action instead of a bystander when it comes to an emergency situation. So from the psychology that I studied, a lot of people think that other people would take actions. Other people can help. So. Something serious happened, but everybody has that thought, and in the end, nobody helped the victim. And for someone who's been through anxiety, depression, me, yes, I want to say that sometimes children and students already give themselves a lot of expectations and pressure. And as a friend, you could listen and be with them. That is honestly the biggest, the most. Valuable support you could give, and if you're a teacher or if you're a counselor, it's important to, you know, if you're like a teacher or someone who is influential, it's even more important to be responsible of the words that you say. That is something that I've learned over the past few years. I think no matter what education you're in, Eastern or Western, mental health issue is something that. Is not talked about because a lot of times parents they don't want to admit they don't want to know something is wrong with their children. the f- The definition of normal is so not normal, in my opinion. A lot of people have set expectations and rules for what success needs to look like, but I think someone's success shouldn't be measured by numbers, shouldn't be measured by. What you do, what major you have, and shouldn't be measured by the test test scores. It should be measured by how pers how a person is doing 
with his or her intention at the best maximum value in life. That's what I deeply believe in. Lastly, I want to talk about a lot of parents, especially Asian parents in my own experience. They believe in the ranking as well as the name of the school. If you go to an Ivy League school or a top school in your country, then they expect you to come out with a good job that is high paying, which is their way of measuring your success. But if you're a student listening to this, I want to tell you, please don't be blinded by the name of your degree. Please don't be blinded by the name of your school. Please don't be blinded by the name of your ranking and everything that is measured by like by those standards. Please don't do that. Please don't be fooled because this is your own life and I'm trying to remind myself too. The title on your name card is just a title. I hope people later on define you and love you for who you are, not for what you do, and not for what your social status is. And to me, that is the real success for people to understand who you are and for you to like who you are. And thanks again for tuning in to this week's Midnight O2. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. So if you have stories or messages that you want to share with me, feel free to message me on my Instagram, ahcpoetry, or email me at ahcpoetry at gmail.com. And please take care of yourself and each other. I will see you next week. Good night.